from the ministry of Reverend Ismaila Awudu. Get these life-changing, inspirational, and spirit-filled books. The Mystery of Greatness, At Thy Word, Church Membership, The Blueprint of Marriage, and any other ministry product of his. You can get these in electronic format by purchase through downloading Reverend Ismaila Awudu's app from the App Store or Google Play Store. You can also purchase this book and other ministry products at the ICGC Yahweh Temple, Otinshi American House Last Stop, East Legon. Reach us on telephone, plus 233-277-250420 or plus 233-249-393361. Email us, revismila at gmail.com. Visit our website, icgcislegon.com. Grab your copies now and experience a change in your life. your battle, the battle of your marriage, the battle of your business, the battle of your finances, the battle of your sickness, the battle of your shame, the battle of your disgrace, the battle of your setback, the battle of the pains you don't want to forget. God said she will rest from your battle. And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, head pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. Ephesians 5 verse 15. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness and loving kindness and how far you have brought us. We commit our spirit, soul, and body into your hands and we activate your presence and your power to take over this word and even minister grace to us, the hearers, that we may become doers of your word and not hearers only. In the mighty name of Jesus, I call it done. Amen. It says in Ephesians 5 15 that see that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. This is Paul speaking to the Ephesus church. And Paul is trying to encourage the Ephesus church to let them know that their life or existence on earth is tied to time. The time is so in essence that they cannot let go time to do whatever they want to do. And he was saying to them that time needs to be redeemed. Tell the person time needs to be redeemed. Tell the person time needs to be redeemed. Now, for time to be redeemed means that time can be lost. Amen. Time can be lost. Now, if time can be lost, then it means that we have to do everything possible to make sure that we utilize the time we have and utilize it profitably. Say profitably. Say profitably. So it is important that we have to understand that our life is supposed to work in a certain way because we don't have all the time we think we have on earth. Much as you would like to say that you have all the time to do whatever you want to do, you also have to know that you don't have all the time. Amen. So once we don't have all the time, then he's telling us that then we should learn to work circumspectly. Not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. We are living in very evil days. The days really are very, very challenging. We are living in days that you can't predict what will happen the next day. 
we are living in days that you don't even know what is going on the minute or the second around you. So, in other words, he's saying that we should walk with our eyes open and our guts on. And not to take it that life is an easy go thing. Because you can easily miss out when you are not alert. Can I hear an amen? amen? So, Paul is saying to them that there is a need for you and I to be alert because there are evil days. Gone are the days where you think you can pick anything at all to eat or do anything at all. But now, you and I have to know that you have to be very careful about even what you are eating and be very careful about what you are drinking. Am I talking to somebody? Gone are the days where you will think that, oh, it's easy to befriend anybody. Now you have to be very careful who is even your friend and who is not your friend. So it is very critical for you and I to know the environment in which we find ourselves by walking as not as food. What simply is trying to say is that we should not walk thinking that there is nothing. Amen. Don't walk with that I don't care lifestyle. You meet people and they don't care. I don't care. The I don't care lifestyle can never help you. Are you there with me? Any life you are living without caring, tomorrow it will care about you. Can I hear an amen? amen? So there is the need for you to care about life. And based on caring about life, we are looking at 30, one key is that can help us to be able to go on. Now key number six, to recount quickly, we started with key number one. And key number one tells us that we should avoid indecisiveness. Am I right? And key number two says we should rise above the stigma of our past. In other words, our past is there and there are so many bad things that is as far as our past is concerned. We should be able to let go and move on because what is gone is gone. We don't need to focus out there. Key number three says that we should practice a daily habit of self-motivation. In other words, nobody can encourage you better than you encouraging yourself. And you should learn to encourage yourself in everything that you do. Key number four says we should stay in the middle of what we love the most. In the middle of what we love the most. In other words, you cannot do everything. You cannot love everything. But there is one thing that you love. And when you stay with what you love, then the greatness within you can come forth. And you will be the blessing that God wants you. Key number five says never make important decisions alone. In other words, in life, you need to make certain decisions. And every day of our lives, we make decisions. But the decisions we make needs to be guided by somebody. Amen. One, it has to be guided by the Holy Spirit. Two, it has to be guided by people who are in our lives who can contribute positively into our lives. Because it's only a fool who, does, who takes decision without first tossing it on others. But every wise person will seek for counsel because he knows where it will lead him or her to. But in seeking the counsel, you need to seek wise counsel and not ungodly counsel. Key number six. Key number six says, customize your atmosphere to keep you motivated. And that simply says that you have to invest anything necessary to create a motivating atmosphere. Because your chosen focus requires a unique climate. Your atmosphere must be able to receive your attention. Not automatic though, but you have to control it and, you, and you'll be okay. Amen. In other words, your climate influences the decisions you make. When your environment is okay and is conducive, whatever you decide to do, you can be able to do it. But when your environment is troubled and you are not even in control, you realize that you can't do anything. Can I hear an amen? Amen. amen. So it is important for you to know that you can multiply the results of your life when the thing around you strengthens and motivates you. What you see on daily basis controls your desire 
and affect what you desire to do. Keep around you photographs of things you want in future because it will inspire you to get there. Don't look at pictures that will remind you of pains. Look at things that would motivate and encourage you every day. If you have anything or anything that reminds you of pain you can't handle, let it go out of your life. Because the more you keep it, the more you hurt yourself. So it's important you take it out of the way and get things that rather inspires you because it takes your inspiration to be able to drive on in life. Because when your hope is dashed, you are crippled and you are crushed. Bible says that a broken spirit who can bear. Amen. Do not wait on others to help you. Initiate changes in your own environment. In other words, in your own environment, find a way or find things that you will do that can make your environment exciting. Sometimes you have to even change the painting of your room. Amen. The paintings of your room even can inspire some joy in your life. Most times in this part, we don't even look at that. We think every paint at all is good for the room. But the kind of paint you even use in your room can determine whether your room can be warm or your room can be hot or your room can be dull or your room can be active. The paint in your room can even demotivate you or can inspire you. Sometimes there's the need for you to periodically change your room setting without leaving it the same old way. You have to move it and change it because it is part of your environment and that can inspire you. Sometimes there are certain kinds of flowers and decoration you have to bring into your house to decorate your hall and everything. They are part of it. Sometimes there's the need for you to move into exciting fields and areas. I was in the monkey sanctuary and it was so exciting. The monkeys were just playing around you and you were giving them banana. And I learned something very, very interesting. That the monkeys moves as far as groups is concerned or territory is concerned. And every monkey has a leader and the leader is a male. Amen. And what I find so interesting is that the leader of the monkeys doesn't take half banana. Amen. The leader of the monkey doesn't take half banana. The younger ones takes half banana. So you break the banana into two and you hold it and all these younger ones will jump on you walking on your body and everything and eating the banana until it gets finished. You don't peel the skin. They will be able to eat it while the skin is there and they will eat the food out of it. Now, whenever you bring out a full banana, even the younger ones know that this is not for them. So the leader will jump from where he will not play around you. He is just on the tree monitoring events. And they will not scratch your body. And he will jump from wherever he is, pick the full banana from you, and go back to where he is. And then you'll be looking at him, and he'll finish eating it, and you go. Now, when you try it, and give him half banana, even when you cut, put it, cut it into two, and throw the half to him, he will look at the half banana, it will fall down. Now, so I learned a very good lesson here. Now, if the leader even knows that something half is not for him, but it's for the children, then it therefore means that, that even in human race, we need to give respect to authority. It means that what you can give to a congregation member, you can give it to the pastor. 
You might not like it, but that is the truth. I learned a vital lesson there to know that what you can give to your son and your daughter, you can't give it to the father. So when you enter into a home and you are giving presents to the parents, watch what you give. Because you cannot give the father 100 Ghana cities and give the mother 100 Ghana cities and give the children 100 Ghana cities. What you are doing is that you are disrespecting authority. But most of us don't understand some of these things and we treat everybody the same. Everybody is not the same. Can I hear me? So even if animals knows the respect to give to authority, then you and I should know the respect you give to each other. Sometimes it's very shocking that people will bring you things and you ask yourself whether, listen, even when you are in need, when you are in need and you don't have, it is better for you to save and get an alabaster box. Something that is precious out of your savings and give it as a gift to an authority than to give the authority a gift that you know this gift, you, you yourself will not like it. Because giving out of something is not by force. So the monkey elder is saying, don't force me. This is what I deserve. So give me what I deserve. And in every life, every man deserves something better. Tell the person, you can't treat people anyhow. Amen. It's important. Seba is a gift. No, it's not a gift. There are gifts and there are gifts. Amen. So keep around you. Do not wait on others to... Every atmosphere produces a different emotions. Create an environment that will stimulate you. Amen. One of these is I'll take you on a trip and you go there and you experience it. God created what he wanted to see. Even though the earth was described as void in Genesis 1, you are like your father, the creator of all things. Therefore, you must act like him. What God wanted to see is not chaos, but he wanted to see order. So he spoke order into being. If you don't like the chaos in your life, command order into your life. If you don't like anything around you, speak about it and bring a change. Are you there with me? Because what you represent is what influences your life. Key number seven. Key number seven says, make tomorrow bigger than yesterday. Make tomorrow bigger than what? Make tomorrow bigger than what? Yesterday. Your best days are ahead of you. Your worst days are behind you. The days you have experienced are not the same. You definitely have days that you didn't want to remember. And don't even try to remember them. Amen. You can't forget them. Because we have memories. And God never made us to forget things. He made us remember them because we learn out of our bad experiences. And learn out of our good experiences as well. Because both the good and the bad and the ugly all comes to shape our life. But you don't dwell on the negative things because you have to move your life forward. Can I hear you? You can't continue to dwell in the past. You can't continue to dwell on your lost. You can't continue to dwell on the things you couldn't do before. You have to just think on the things you can do and master it and move on because life's move on. Philippians chapter 3 verse 13 to 14 says, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself here to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Amen. What he's simply saying is that there are things I needed to mind myself with. And these are things that are ahead of me and not things that have already gone. You don't need to dwell on your old experiences. You don't need to dwell on your old 
achievements. You don't need to dwell on your own pains, your old challenges and all that to determine how you react today. You just have to know that the days are gone. Take lessons from the past. Inspire yourself from it and move on with your life. Because what you have covered in life cannot be compared with what is yet for you and I to cover in life. What lies ahead of us is more than what the journey we have traveled. And that is how it is. When you think you have covered all your time, you are making a mistake. There is more you have not yet covered. So you don't waste your time with the days that are gone by. Ruth created a future far different from her past. Stop thinking of yesterday. It is gone. And will never come back. Become a tomorrow thinker. Tell the person, become a tomorrow thinker. Tell the person, become a tomorrow thinker. Listen to me. There is this thing for us to understand. God will never consult your past to decide your future. It is men that will consider your past to decide your future. But God will never consider your past to decide your future. So your past can be very, very messy. Your past can be very, very dodgy. Your past can be very, very insulting or humiliating or base that men wouldn't want to even have anything to do with you. But listen to me. The God you and I have come to serve and to believe in does not consider our past. You can be, your past can be a prostitute. Your past can be an arm robber. Your past can be a thief. Your past can be a liar. Your past can be whoever you think you are. But in your present, you are not. You just have to move on with your life. Don't forget, men will remind you of your past. But you have the right to choose whether you are dwelling in that past or you are dwelling in your tomorrow. Don't allow your past event to create sorrows in your heart. But let your past event inspire you to let you know that there is hope for my future. Listen to me. Satan always tries to remind you of yesterday's failure. He will remind you. Whenever you are about to break through at everything, he will drop some idea into your hands. Oh, do you think you qualify? Do you think you deserve it? Were you not the guy who was sleeping with the guy, the lady, the, the, the last time? Were you not the one who jumped this thing? He will always try to remind because the Bible says he's the accuser of the brethren, according to Revelation chapter 12. And there are a lot of us here who are not able to do certain things or work in certain areas or trace certain courses. The reason is because we have guilt all over us. If he even called you today and said, come and lead this, you look at yourself, no, pastor, I can't do it. Because you know yourself that when you come doing it, people will point accusing fingers at you. But you cannot advance in life until you have let go that pass. Because God does not see the bad in us, he sees the good in us. And so he always aims at the good and doesn't aim at the bad. I tell my wife every day that one thing I've come to know about God is that God is not interested in the things, but he's interested in the soul. The soul to God is more precious than anything. You see, God does not hate the sinner, but God hates the sin. I repeat, God does not hate the sinner, but God hates the sin. The sin is the fruits out of what you conceive. Bible says that when you think of sin and you conceive it, you give birth to it. Am I right? So it is the sin you commit. That is what God hates. 
Now, if you think something, you are free to think about anything. But he said, whatever you think, don't give birth to it. Let me ask you a question. As you are sitting down now, are you not thinking anything? Some of you don't even think sometimes that the person sitting by you will blow the person. Oh, don't be holy on me this morning. Sometimes I don't even think certain a lady can pass you and all those and you begin thinking as if you, you should have this lady. No, if you have not thought in that way before, maybe you are here, pastor is the sinner. Have you ever thought that way before? Sometimes, you know, church can be very funny, eh? You look at people and they be... Have you never thought sometimes once upon your time, you feel like going to drink some favorite drink of your past? And the desire will become so strong and sometimes you feel you should go for it. But do you do it? No. So it is free to think but the act is what God hates. So when in the book of Genesis when Cain was contemplating when he got angry with the sacrifice, the acceptance of the sacrifice of Abel and his sacrifice was rejected. When God came to him, the scripture in Genesis chapter 4 and let me show you something. He said, but he did not respect. God did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance was fell. He was free to be angry. And God has not stopped you from getting angry. He is free for his countenance to fail. In other words, he, he was disappointed. You are free to be disappointed and be disgusted. Like, you can be disappointed with me or you can be disgusted with me or be disappointed with your friend or get angry with your friend. Nobody is holding you. You can do it. It is only your pressure that will increase. And I will walk free. Amen. So that is it. Now he said, but he did not respect Cain and his suffering and his Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. Now verse number 6 says, so the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? And verse number 7 says that if you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at what? Sin lies at what? The door. Now, sin lying at the door simply means that I am, the door is your heart. When Bible is talking about the door, it's your heart. That I am seeing you about to give birth to the sin. Sin lies at the door. And its desire is for you. But you should rule over what? In other words, Cain, I have seen that you are angry. And the anger that is in you, you are contemplating on it. If you don't take time, you will do something that you regret. But you have the power to decide to use it wrongly or use it what? Positively. Because anger is a neutral thing. You can either use it positive or negatively. But anger itself is good. God put anger in us. But anger is supposed to be used positively. The end result of anger is what makes it bad or good. Because without anger, you cannot inspire yourself. Are you there with me? Uh-huh. So, you have to get it clearly. So, no matter how you are praying to take anger out of your life, God will still keep it because that is your adrenaline. That is what drives you. That is what motivates you. Anybody that doesn't have anger cannot be inspired because that anger is supposed to inspire you to say, my environment is bad. My life is not getting anywhere. Let me bring change to my life and move towards it. So, anger needs to be used positively and not to blow people's punches. So, he said, if you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door and it desires for you, but you should rule over it. Now, so at this point, God has not condemned Cain. Hello? He has not what? 
Because the fruit has not yet come out. Verse number 8 says this. He said, now Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass. In other words, he thought of it. God rebuked him, but now he is putting it into practice. And he said, now Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field, that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. And when he did that, look at verse 9. Look at what God said now. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is Abel, your brother? He said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? Insolence. Whenever anybody begins to drift away from God, that is how they become. They become arrogant. They become proud. Whenever you are talking to them, they will insult back and speak to you. They They don't see the man of God. They don't see respect in your life. They don't see anything sacred about the things of God. They throw it. Whenever you begin seeing anybody behaving that way, know that the person is heading towards destruction. Said, and the Lord said to Cain, where is Abel your brother? He said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? Verse 10 says, and he said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. And so this is what goes. So now you are cursed from the earth, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. Now look at this critical scripture in verse 12. When you till the ground, verse 12, when you till the ground, it shall no longer yield its strength to you. A fugitive and a vagabond, you shall be on the earth. And verse number 13, most people quote this and say, Cain was able to bargain. He was a good bargain. I don't have a problem. But let's see what I'm trying to point to you. And Cain said to the Lord, my punishment is greater than I can bear. And see what he said in 40. He said, surely you have driven me out this day from the face of the ground. I shall be hidden from your face. I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond on the earth. And it will, be, it will happen that anyone who finds me will kill me. Verse 15 says this. He said, and the Lord said to him, therefore, whoever kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark on Cain, lest anyone finding him should kill him. Now, you and I, if it were us, why should God change his mind here? If he has killed and God has pronounced punishment on him, God should have allowed the punishment to go so that he can be a fugitive, that anybody that gets him should destroy him. But because God is interested in him as a soul and is disgusted about the act, which is the sin, when he pleaded with the Lord, the Lord changed the verdict. Are you following my point? Because he's a father. So he changed the verdict and placed a seal upon his forehead, which is the sign of redemption, which is the sign of salvation, which is the seal of the purchased possession of which you and I now belongs to. So irrespective of our sin, the blood of Jesus comes to atone for us and receive us into the bosom of the Lord. So it is not by our righteous deed, but it is by the mercies of the Lord. So here, God showed Cain mercy, not by what he did, but by his salvation. So God has not hurt you, the sinner. That you find a lot of people, they cannot come to God because they think, ah, so me a sinner, can I even go to church? Have you not met people like that? Can, can the church receive me? There are people today, and so if I pray, will God even answer me? Yes, God will answer you. Yes, the church is the best place for a sinner. A sinner is sick and it comes to the church for admission. To be treated. Are you following me? The church is not for righteous folk. It's for sinners who have gathered. All of us, irrespective of what suit or, or, or spray or whatever you are wearing today. Don't look at me as if you are holy. We are all sinners. We are rotten. So God is working on us to attain perfection. We are not yet there. And each time he forgives us. 
If he's really angry, then I believe none of us here should be leaving by now. So God takes delight in the soul. But he hates the sin. That is why you don't go back doing it. Am I talking to somebody here? So God never consults your past to decide your future. So don't let your past hinder you from going forward. Satan always will try to remind you of yesterday's failure, mistakes and errors. Ignore him. Your past is over. Live like it. Act and talk like it. Are you there with me? There are three people that you permit to exist in your life. There are three people you permit. And permit means you give them the chance. What you don't permit cannot come. The first person you permit in your life is your yesterday. The second person is your today. The next person is your tomorrow. So you have today people in your life. You have yesterday's people in your life. Who will continue to remind you of your yesterday and stay there. And you have your today people in your life. Who will continue to pamper you. And, and believe that you are doing well in your today. So you will not go. And then you have your tomorrow people who are the APHDs. Who will stretch you to aim high. And to drive more. And to go towards your thing. So you choose who you want to be with. God permitted into your life yesterday. People God permitted into your life yesterday might not belong to your future. Those God permitted in your life yesterday must not belong to your future. Prepare to enter your tomorrow without yesterday people. You sat with people in the classroom. They are no more. Isaiah 43 verse 18 to 9 says, Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and stream in the wasteland. The Holy Spirit is your enabler, your comforter, and your teacher. He will reveal all truth about your purpose and guide you into achieving it. Dwell on the Holy Spirit is important. That means a prayerful life and submitting your will to God is very critical. Never tolerate your present. Never tolerate your present. Intolerance of your present scandals your future. It is natural to want to bring everybody into your future, but only a few will qualify. Only a few qualifies to come into your future. In as much as you want to bring everybody into your future, only few qualifies to enter into your future. Your conversations must become more creative. Discern the divine purpose of God in every relationship. Every relationship has a purpose of God. Never linger in a conversation when it is over. Never. It is like chewing a slice of bread for six hours. Your jaw will get tired. When something is finished, it is finished. Tell the person, when something is finished, it is finished. When you lose it, you have lost it. You see, serious businessmen knew that when they make investment and lose, they move on with their life. During the economic recession, all the strong guys on the stock market lost a lot of money. The Warren Buffett, the dead Canadians, I mean, name them. Serious, serious money. Microsoft Bill Gates was leading, he fell flat to death and all those things. The whole scale was turning everybody around. But did they kill themselves? No. It is finished and they are moving on. So in the same vein, you will lose some things in life, whether you like it or not. You will have death taking place, you will lose loved ones, you will lose finances, you will lose relationships, you will lose whatever, but whatever you lose, when it is finished, it is finished. Can you go back into the grave to resurrect a loved one? Can you go back to go and redeem the money you have lost? So why do you waste your time brooding over it? It is finished, Jesus said on the cross. It is finished. In other words, that assignment is over. Tell the person it is finished. Tell the person it is finished. 
Discern and recognize when a specific season in your life is concluded. And expectantly move to the next season. God has arranged for you. Amen. Key number eight. Protect your passion at all costs. Protect your passion at all costs. Everybody has a passion. Your passion is what drives you. Your passion is what challenges you to move on. Protect your passion at all costs. Passion is power. Passion is power. Significant success in anything is obtainable only when you are completely passionate about that thing. I am passionate to speak. I am passionate to see people life transformed. I am passionate to see people happy. I am passionate to see people becoming giants or champions in life. I am passionate for order. I am passionate for excellence. I am passionate for respect and authority. I am passionate about the development of human life. I am passionate about change of society. So it's important for you to have a passion. What is your passion? Usain Bolt's passion is to run. Is is to break records and set records and set things. And so anytime he's doing it, you see he does it with joy. I do this thing I am doing with ease. Everybody has a passion. Amen. So your significant success is obtainable only when you are completely passionate about that thing. I am passionate to always leave monuments. Monuments. Because they are significant in your life. You will be remembered for what you are passionate about. Jesus healed the sick, raised the dead, restored hope to the brokenhearted because he was passionate about the salvation of mankind. Inasmuch as he was passionate about these things, he focused on doing the exact instructions of his heavenly father. If you are passionate of playing this organ, you will play it skillfully that everybody will look at you and applaud at you. Look at somebody like Sonny Badu. Sonny Badu today is all over the place. It is not extraordinary, but what is making him extraordinary is his passion for what he's doing. So he might sing the same song you are singing, but when he's singing, it's differently because his passion is in it. And you are seeing it in him reflecting. Your passion is a drive. Ronaldo's passion is what won the World Cup for him and made him to have the, the world best player. Your passion is very, very important. What is your passion? Your passion about anything will work well when you focus completely on the leading and direction of the Holy Spirit. You may start small, but if what you love begins to consume your thoughts, your mind, your conversation, your schedule, you will find extraordinary success in it. People walk, you see, you can't walk with passionless people. They will not help you. While at work, is your mind consistently wandering towards other things you would have loved to do? You said you have been employed, you are working in a place. Whilst you are sitting behind your PC, is your mind moving on to certain things that you are not supposed to do at the workplace? It means that you don't belong there. Because where your passion is, it takes your full concentration. Have you met somebody reading a book that is so buried in a book that you can even come and touch the person and the person doesn't feel it? Oh, give me a wave. Have you ever seen somebody? That is what we are talking about. If you love that job and that is what consumes you and that is your passion for your life, when it is in the morning, nobody will wake you up. You will jump and begin running to that work. When even you finish that work and they say go, you will not like to go because you love it. And no amount of money will be given to you by anybody that you will take and change. This is what you live by. 
Do you get frustrated at every instruction given to you by your boss? The house is quiet. If you are at work and you get frustrated every day at this thing, then that is not where you are because a passion cannot get you frustrated. Do you get frustrated at every instruction given to you by your boss? Or are you caught up with the habit of constantly checking on your wristwatch towards closing time? Then you probably will not have much success at what you are doing. You will never have it. You are not at post every time we have to look for you. And even when you are at post, you are always watching your time. Find something that consumes you. Something that is worthy of you. Building your entire life around it and empty yourself in it. In other words, don't work for what will satisfy you now. Most of us are working for stomach reasons. But work for what consumes you. Do you, are you idea with me? Key number nine, create your dream wall and continuously update it. Create your dream wall and continuously what? And continuously what? Update it. What do you really want? What do you, ask yourself, write it down as a question. What do I really want? Write it down. What do I really want? You. What do you really want? Not what I want from you. What do you really want in life? And try to find out the answer when you go home. Never be afraid of making decisions. Or wonder how it will emerge. Never be afraid. Jesus, our mentor and role model, knew his purpose and mission. He knew what he had to offer. He had a sense of destiny. He knew where he wanted to go. And where people needed him. Jesus knew that successful people are detail-oriented. Successful are what? detail-oriented. Amen. Write in detail what you want to achieve in your entire life. So, write in detail what you want to achieve in your entire life. For the next 12 months. For the next 30 days. And finally, write down six most important things you want to do every 24 hours. As your ideal daily success strategies. I take it again. Write in detail what you want to achieve in your entire life. And you can do it. If you can't do it, then it means that you don't know where you are going. So you have to be start thinking seriously. And write for the next 12 months what you want to achieve. And write for the next 30 days what you want to achieve. And finally, write out six most important things you want to do Every 24 hours, in other words, every day, what you want to do. Then set your goals. Your goals are simply what you want to achieve in life. Set your goals. If you set your goals, you will know that you are wasting precious times into, into things that does not matter. Set your goals. Invest time in writing down your goals. Look, if you set your goals, even when you sit in a car and you need to read a book a day or a month, you'll be reading it. Bible study will not be difficult if you have set your goals. Prayer will not be a challenge and say, I don't have time. Because everything does not have time, but you create time for everything. Do you bath? Do you paste? Do you visit the loo? How, how did you create the time? You created it. So the same way we can create time to pray. Don't say, Pastor, I'm too busy that I can't pray. It's a lie. I'm too busy that I can't study the Bible. It's a lie. You have not made the time. Amen. 
Then set your goals. Invest time in writing down your goals. Permit unexciting dreams of yesterday to die. Unexciting dreams of yesterday, let them die. Do not depend on others to understand your dreams and goals. The challenge most of us have is that we want people to understand our dreams and goals. It doesn't matter whether they understand it or not. Continue with your goals. It's your goals. Nobody can hold you for it. Are you getting me? So don't bother whether they believe your your goals, your dreams can be funny. Let them laugh at it. They will even say you are too low with your goals. Let them say it. It is their own problem. But you believe in what it is. If it looks like a caricature, believe it. Nobody believe in McDonald's, but today McDonald's is McDonald's. Nobody believe in the recipe of uh, 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 Kentucky. But today, it is all over. You would like to go t- to have their food to eat. Nobody believed when, 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 when the first automobile was going to be invented. Nobody believed in it. Nobody believed in John Stevenson. Nobody believed in Archimedes. But we have Archimedes principle. Nobody believed in Isaac Newton. But we work by the Newton's law of motion and Newton's law of rotations. Archimedes law of rotation. We believe in all that. Nobody believed in anybody until people saw it happening. So nobody will believe. Don't waste your time trying to convince people about your dreams. Nobody believed in the dream of Martin Luther King Jr. when he was saying it around that time that I have gone to the mountaintop. I have seen the land. I may not be there. When he was saying they thought he was just making statements. But today the reality of the black and the white dwelling is, is there now for all to see. So your dreams are there for you to for you to believe in and don't care about anybody. When Joseph was telling them that I see the shells bowing, I see the stars bowing, the brothers that you are crazy. The father said, what do you mean? But so many years after, that dream they never believed in, they went bowing and it was there. So your dream surely will come to pass. Don't get discouraged because people don't believe in your dream. So don't depend on others to understand your dreams and your goals. Permanent decisions should not be made because of temporal feelings. Permanent decisions should not be made because of temporal feelings. Avoid intimate relations with people who do not respect your dreams because they will discourage you. Avoid them. Those who don't respect your dreams, leave them in your life. They make mockery of whatever you tell them. Stop them. I don't care how much they give you. Cut them out of your life. Anticipate changes in your goals. Your goals can change. Be flexible enough when it's changing. Vary them. Amen. So you have to know. Be flexible. Your goals will change. So anticipate it. Always be conscious and embrace new expectations and relationships because they will emerge with time. Key number 10. Maintain the spirit of a finisher. Maintain the spirit of a finisher. A desire accomplished is sweet to the soul. Completion creates pleasure. Great men and women of time are finishers. They start and they finish. Jesus was a finisher. He followed through on his assignment until he restored the lost relationship between God and man and became a bridge through which man can enter into the presence of God fearlessly. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 and 8 says, Apostle Paul, who was a finisher, says, said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. I want to challenge you today. Whatever you began, finish it. Tell the person, finish it. Tell the person, finish it. That building you are building will be finished. 
that marriage will be finished well. That relation will finish. That business will be finished well. Everything you are doing, you will finish it. You will not die and leave it. You will finish it. You began it. You will finish it. The Lord will help you to finish it. He will give you the finisher's grace and the finisher's spirit. You will finish it. Solomon was destined to build the temple of God. He built it and finished it. So Solomon built the house of the Lord and finished it. First Kings chapter 6 verse 14. An employer would rather pay and keep a team of committed staffs who knows how to finish a project than keep a non-finisher. Should I take it? An employer would rather pay and keep a team of committed staffs who knows how to finish a project than keep a non-finisher. Start completing little things that might seem unnecessary to you. Those of you things you have put there and you are still wondering, go back and finish them. Start completing little things that might seem unnecessary to you. If you have to write to thank a friend, do that. Amen. If you have to do some shopping, do it. Make those phone calls that have been ignored, if need be. The phone calls, oh, I will call, I will call, call. Great histories made started from someone, somewhere, who was able to finish what he started. Embrace the spirit of a finisher today. Matthew chapter 10 verse 22. It says this. And you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that endureth to the end shall be saved. Can I hear an amen? amen. Hallelujah. So we are on key number what? 10. So key number 11. Take time as a seed of change. Take time as a seed of change. Never become hard on yourself. When things are not working as planned immediately. Sometimes when what we plan doesn't work immediately, we become sad. And we are too hard on ourselves. Never become hard on yourself when things are not working as planned immediately. Never accept failure or pass blame on others for your mistakes. Never accept failure or pass blame on others for your mistakes. Simply get back up and begin again. God is never in a hurry. Hence, give him time to work in your life. Amen. Sometimes, those things you desire the most may take longer to achieve. It is not because you, your case is a different one. But God is actually working out something on your behalf silently. All he requires is a little more patience from you. Be patient. Amen. Amen. What he expects of you is to wait joyfully with great faith and expectation for an answer. You wait joyfully with great faith and expectation for an answer because your answer will surely come. Your prayer will surely be answered. I say your prayer will surely be answered. It doesn't matter how it delays. God will answer it. Just be patient and wait for it. With joyfulness, encourage yourself every day because it shall surely speak. Go ahead if you are clapping. Lots of miracles have been aborted due to impatience. Lots of miracles have been aborted due to impatience. Give God time to work. Tell the person, give God time to work. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 says, Let us not become weary in well-doing. For at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Psalm 27 verse 14 says, Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. 
and he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Tell the person, wait. wait. Tell the person, wait. wait. Your future contains treasures and wealth of wisdom that hiring can terminate. Isaiah 40, 31 says that, but they that wait upon the Lord shall do what? Renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagle. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Wait on the Lord. Keep your faith alive. Never give up on an idea due to a failure or alter your expectations because it doesn't seem attainable. Just wait. It can be attained. God is able to do beyond our expectations in his time if we faint not. Joseph was still before the Lord and fulfilled his purpose. Abraham was still before the Lord and became a father of all nations. At times God will will have to take you from destination to another place entirely different to birth out the king in you. Abraham had to leave his father's house for his greatness to be unleashed. Your assignment might be in a different city or town, but wait, don't quit. Go on until God instructs you to leave. Sometimes we can be in a place when God has not said, then we begin living. You have to be patient. And when I ever since I joined the church, nothing has happened in my life. I am moving to another place. Sometimes immediately you leave, then your blessing comes. So wait. Don't move. Don't let people walk you out of the church. Stay. Stay. Key number 12. Key number 12. Identify and protect yourself from time wasters. Identify and protect yourself from time wasters. Identify and protect yourself from time wasters. Time cannot be collected or saved. Once time is gone, it is gone. You are only permitted to spend it wisely or foolishly. I just read to you. Be careful to protect your list of priorities. Jesus valued his schedule above the request of friends. Everybody has their schedules. Do not allow the emergencies of others get back, get you off track. Guide your priorities with all diligence. Some of us have no plan for our life. Every day you are busy. If I ask you why you are busy, in fact, I was at funeral here. And my friend, and my sister, and my brothers this, and my uncle this, and sometimes, he said, oh, I don't even know. A friend said I should go and... And that is it. Your life is on... A, a, a funeral clothes, funeral this, marriage this, whatever this, and that is all that you occupy your life with. Weekends that you need to spend before the life and your family, you are gallivanting, you are going everywhere. Party after party. Amen. Jesus Valley is scheduled above the request of friends. Everybody has their schedule. Do not allow the emergence of others get you off track. Guard your priorities. Only you know your priorities. Have the ability to make each day count. If you do not control what goes into your 24 hours, somebody else will help you. Try to avoid distractions as much as you can. Even though you know that you cannot avoid them 100%, but try. If possible, write your daily list of things to do. Protect and make them happen. Your life is centered on how you choose to live daily. Jesus never walked outside his schedule because he was conscious of time and would not permit time wasters to define his routine. Make a choice.
to use every second of your time wisely. God would definitely ask you to account for it. Treat it like a treasure. Tell the person, treat it like a treasure. Value it because it comes only once. When it is gone, it is gone. Do not waste it around people who do not value it. Jesus never wasted his time trying to please or impress anyone. Stop impressing. Amen. Jesus never wasted his time trying to please or impress anyone. Rather, be focused completely on his purpose and he achieved it. So focus completely on your purpose and you will achieve it. Focus. 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 And you will achieve it. Don't waste your time. Tell the person, don't waste your time. Tell the person, don't waste your time. Tell the person, don't waste your time. Key number 13 says, learn to ask quality questions. You will see the value of questions and how to answer them and how you can change your life. Key number 14 says, become a master problem solver. Become a master problem solver. Key number 15 says, anticipate and avoid unnecessary conflict in your life. You will know how to avoid some conflict. You'll be able to know the kind of people that create conflict in your life and how to even avoid them. It's important. If you don't know them, they will always be there. Amen. You, key number 16 says, maintain the power of effective negotiation. You will understand how to negotiate and be able to win in your negotiations because life is about negotiation. If you can negotiate well, you will make it in life. So those of you who want to go, follow me and, and, and we'll get there. Hallelujah. This is just a teaser. Lift up your hands with me shortly. Thank you very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC East Legon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Audu, visit us online at www.icgceastlegon.com or email us to icgceastlegon at yahoo.com or call us on 57 2260437 You can also worship with us on Sundays, first service, 7 a.m., second service, 10 a.m., on Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. for our teaching service, and Thursdays at 6.30 p.m. for prayer service. You can also connect with us on YouTube, Facebook, and Skype. God richly bless you.